This season of Long Story Short is presented by J29 Incorporated and the Nikki Healy Memorial Scholarship Fund. A Brighter Media Group original. A listener comment? And I don't, I couldn't even tell you exactly what they said, but that just kind of got to the heart of the insecurities that I was feeling. And so when someone did come back and kind of disagree with something that I said, I was like, well, that's it. They're right. I was right. I can't do it. Welcome to Long Story Short. I'm David Paul. Have you ever felt like an imposter and it's only a matter of time before everyone else figures out the truth about you? Not exactly a strong foundation for making hope louder. Molly Chambers is part of Bright FM's Jack and Molly show every afternoon between 3 and 7. But when your own heart is filled with deep insecurity, making hope louder for others is a real struggle. That's how Molly felt in the early months after joining Bright FM. Thankfully, God used a couple very specific circumstances to change that. He made hope louder for Molly. But first, let's rewind our story just a bit before Molly ever considered doing radio. I think it was at some point in middle school they asked us, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote down on the paper that I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. And it was because... Growing up so close to the aquarium, I was always there, and I always loved the dolphin shows. They were like my favorite part, and I loved the relationship between the dolphins and the trainers and how they listened to them, and they seemed to have such a cool bond. Because it was an idea that was different, I latched onto it. But at the same time, other seeds were being planted. I grew up in Pasadena with my parents and my brothers. I have four brothers, and the station was always what was on in my mom's big red minivan wherever we were going even through middle school and early high school I can remember just like singing duets with my mom like lose my soul with Toby Max and Mandisa I was Mandisa and my mom was Toby Max like we rocked out together after graduating from high school, Molly went to Messiah College, now Messiah University. I had thought about majoring in music education, but I decided not to do that. And I can remember sitting down with my parents before I started, looking at a list of all of the majors, minors, and programs. And I saw one that was called Media, Culture, and Technology. And I picked it because it was basically their broadcasting major. You could get TV experience, you could get radio experience. And I thought about being like a weather girl on TV. I really thought doing that, that I would go into TV. If it was going to be anything in broadcasting, it would be TV. Molly ended up doing a double major in college, adding Chinese studies to her focus on media. My youngest brother, like I said, I have four brothers. My youngest brother, his name's Jaden. We adopted him from China when I was in high school. So I was 15. He was five. And when he was coming home, I just kind of learned a couple little phrases to be able to talk to him when he came home. And then a couple years later, going into college, I needed to take a language for just some gen ed credits. And I thought, hey, I've taken Spanish. I know a little bit of Chinese. Why don't I try Chinese? 
And I had enough credits carried over that once I finished my required Chinese classes, I could add a Chinese major and still graduate on time. I thought, well, that's awesome. I can learn a language. I'll get to study abroad. Why not? And I just kind of went for it. While home on a break during her senior year at Messiah, Molly was listening to Bright FM. And I heard an ad on the station for the internship program. And that was my first thing that I was like, that's something that I could see myself applying for. And it's not a job, it's an internship, but it could lead to something. And so I sent in an application pretty much simultaneously for the internship program here at Bright FM and to be a Chinese language analyst for the National Security Agency. More on that NSA application later, but in the meantime, Molly was invited to interview with Bright FM program director John Lawhon for the internship program. I walked in, I've got my portfolio. I've got my interview outfit on, my fancy pants and all that stuff. And I walk in and everybody's in jeans. And I'm like, ooh, I'm a little overdressed for this, but we're just going to roll with it. And then John walks out and he's got a boot. He broke his ankle or his foot or something not too long before that. Uh, But he came out and he was just so friendly and open and honest with me. He sat me down and he said, listen, Molly, I'm going to be honest. I haven't actually looked at your resume or anything like that. And it was like the exact opposite of what the career center and all of my professors have been saying, like, your resume is the most important thing. He's like, yeah, I haven't actually looked at it. So I was like, "Okay, well, I can just, you know, tell you about my experiences and all that. And he said that he was interested in the way that I had answered the questions on the application for the internship. He just said that I was very honest. He could tell I wasn't trying to like put on a front or be something that I wasn't. And I liked it because I could tell that he was doing the same thing. He was just, we're talking like two people. And I'd never really had an an interview that was like that before. And he, he just kind of showed me around the station. He took me upstairs to the sales department and everyone there was just so kind. So I was just struck immediately by the atmosphere at the station. And I wanted to be there, and I was fortunate because John offered me the internship that day, and I accepted. And what was the question that impressed John? How did you become a follower of Jesus? And I remember thinking, I feel like when I became a Christian and when I really became a follower of Jesus, they weren't at the same time, because I would say that I believed in Jesus and that he died for my sins and and all those things that I know to be true from a very young age. But I think once I got into end of high school and college, I wasn't following him very closely. I was so focused on myself and my image and how, what other people thought of me. I was selfish and I was not, I was not pursuing the life that that Jesus calls us to. And so it wasn't until I think the end of my freshman year of college, we were at student-led worship and they were playing I Shall Not Want by Audrey Assad. And I just broke down. I was like, man, I've been doing this wrong. I want to do it right. Jesus helped me do it right. Molly's authentic response led to an offer to join the Bright FM team as a programming intern. At the same time, Molly also heard back from the National Security Agency. NSA reached out to me and offered me the position as a Chinese language analyst. I had taken the language test. I'd gone through interviews for that. And 
they offered it to me conditioned on my background check and everything like that coming back okay. And I accepted. So I really thought after this internship, it was probably just going to be over and I would go work at NSA. Meanwhile, Erin, who was part of the afternoon show with Jack Larkin, decided she wanted to focus on other station responsibilities and was stepping away from her on-air role. And John had an idea. How would Molly sound with Jack? So John set up an off-air tryout. I'm feeling beyond nervous, very intimidated, kind of speechless, which is not good if you're about to try and do a radio show. But just like I could not believe that I was actually there and sitting behind the microphone. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what is my life? But I loved the idea of it so much. I can remember like putting together some ideas of things to talk about. And I can remember wanting to make Jack laugh and and wanting to find common ground and, and strike up a conversation and make it feel natural. So I think in the end, I kind of blacked out because I don't remember anything we talked about. <laughs> After the recorded tryout, Molly was invited to do a show with Jack on the air live. I remember sitting down in front of the microphone and thinking, they really just trust me to sit down and to talk. Like they don't think I'm just going to, you know, fly off the handle and say something crazy. But we did it. And I, I mean, I remember, I remember Jack saying, you know, I've got the microphone. He's like, you're going to need to get really close to the microphone because I cannot hear you. I was so shy and so scared. I would not even speak up. You could hardly hear my voice. You could hardly hear my voice. Molly still wasn't sure where all this was headed. I definitely didn't feel confident. I didn't think I had it in the bag or anything like that. I thought they were just going to say, you know what, good try. But I think we can find someone with a little more experience. And that's just what I was expecting. So I don't think I was anxious about it because I was kind of expecting the worst case scenario. I was expecting a no. And I knew I did have a backup plan. So that was helpful. But I, I did really hope that if being on air didn't work out, then something could work out because I really did love the work that I did at the station and knowing the significance of what I was doing. I wanted to be here. I just hoped that it would work out in some capacity. Finally, John and Bright FM's general manager, Steve Lawhon, asked Molly to meet with them. John just called me in to the Harford County office, which is not where I typically worked from when I did my internship. And he said he just wanted to talk to me. So I was like, okay. So I come in and they take me into Steve's office, which I had never been in there before. Sat down on this leather chair. It was so nice. And Steve and John are sitting with me and they say, we want to offer you a job on the afternoon show on air. And I kind of couldn't believe it. Because I guess I didn't think that's what was going to happen. But I think I knew even sitting there and even having accepted another job that that was it. I just knew what we were doing was so important. Talking about Jesus and sharing this message was so important, and I wanted to be a part of it. Molly informed NSA of her decision and began working with Jack on the Bright FM afternoon show. Even though Molly was excited about the opportunity, she was also struggling. I felt like my voice was shaking. I was scared to say anything. The conversation was really dominated by Jack because I just didn't know what my role was. I didn't know what to say. 
and I knew the listeners didn't know me. So I just, I really did not feel very confident at all going in. Radio pros with lots of experience, like Jack Larkin, make it sound so easy, but it's not. Some people like Jack are so spontaneous and he can just come in and say something that's awesome and funny and encouraging. I didn't realize how much preparation went into it, how much I had to be thinking about whatever topic we were going to be talking about in order to even know what I thought about it. I'm not someone who has super strong opinions on everything. Sometimes I really don't have a thought or something to say about something. But if I'm on the radio talking, I have to have something to say about what we're talking about. So that was something like taking a strong stance, knowing what I thought and being able to voice what I thought I really had to adjust to. That's not just how I naturally am. Molly had lots of support from her family and the Bright FM team, but her confidence on air was missing. I felt like the more that people knew about me, then they would know that I didn't belong. You know, like I even hesitated to say how old I was because I felt like if they knew, then they'd be like, well, what is a 22-year-old doing on the radio? <laughs> Who put her here? There's something called imposter syndrome. This is when you feel like an imposter, and it's only a matter of time before everyone else realizes what you already know about yourself. Did Molly feel this way? Yes, then that's exactly how I felt. I just felt like, man, I don't even know how I got here. I don't know what made them choose me. At some point, they are going to realize that it was the wrong decision. And in the midst of feeling all of that, Molly received a comment from a listener. I couldn't even tell you exactly what they said, but I just had someone kind of question something that I had said. And that just kind of got to the heart of the insecurities that I was feeling as a 22-year-old with no formal experience in radio younger than anyone else on the station with less experience than anyone else on the station I didn't know what the listeners would even want to hear from me what wisdom I could share with them that they didn't already have what authority I had to be speaking into their lives and so when someone did come back and kind of disagree with something that I said I was like well that's it they're right I was right I can't do it Last year, listeners to Long Story Short got to know Nikki Healy, a young mother who was battling stage four rectal cancer. Nikki gave us all a backstage pass to a year of her treatment. We got to experience Nikki's humor, her strength, and her deep faith. The bus for Grace doesn't show up until you need, until you have the ticket in hand and you need it. Thinking and worrying and stressing about all these other things that may happen, may not happen. Like, you don't have the grace for it at the moment because it's not actually happening. And so... There's been weeks where I'm like, I think I have another tumor. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like freaking out, crying. And then I get to the office and he confirms, yes, there is. And then you're just, okay. (laughs) And that's weird. Like, that's only God. Sadly, Nikki died just 13 hours after the final episode was released. The following season of Long Story Short, Nikki's husband, Steve, extended the backstage pass and walked us through Nikki's final days 
as well as the weeks and months following her death. Gratefully, Nikki's story is not over. She continues to inspire so many. To honor Nikki's legacy, J29 Incorporated, founded by Tracy Mills, has created the Nikki Healy Memorial Scholarship Fund to help other families that have also been impacted by the devastation of cancer. You're invited to learn more by visiting j29inc.com backslash Nikki-Healy or tap the link in the show notes. You can also apply and donate to the scholarship fund as well. The Nikki Healy Memorial Scholarship Fund is 501c3 pending in the state of Maryland. It was an honor getting to know Nikki, and I miss my young friend. I'm grateful to Tracy Mills and J29 Incorporated for continuing Nikki's legacy with this scholarship fund. Shortly before she died, Nikki gave us all this advice. Be brave, set boundaries, stand up for yourself, love Jesus, and take lots of vacations. Twenty nineteen was a big year for Molly Chambers. She started the year as a senior in college, got engaged in January, graduated in May, applied to NSA and was accepted, and while waiting for the security check to be completed, got married and began an internship program at Bright FM in August, and by October was doing afternoons with Jack Larkin. But Molly was also struggling with self confidence, feeling like an imposter primarily because of her age and inexperience. I was very, very fortunate to have not only people in my family and my circle and my friends who believed in me, but also John really believed in me. Um, And he had a great coach for me named Chuck Finney who would meet with me. I think it was like once a month or something like that. And he would give me feedback on my on-air. I would send him clips and he would kind of tell me what he thought and he was so encouraging and he he would he would point me in the right direction and give me criticism in a way that didn't feel like I was being torn down. It really felt like I was being built up. And I I knew as I was going through those first few months that I was growing and I was getting better and I was finding my voice. But it was hard before I really had it. The lowest point for Molly was a listener who pushed back on something she had said on air. Well, that's it. They're right. I was right. I can't do it. Making hope louder. That's the mission of Bright FM. But it's really hard to do that for others when you're not feeling it yourself, which is where Molly Chambers found herself soon after joining Jack on the Bright FM afternoon show. Isaiah 40:31. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Gratefully, the Lord helped Molly draw hope from him and not her circumstances or even herself. My mom's writing a book. Um, It's about the attributes and the roles of God and where in Scripture we see him kind of displaying those attributes or filling those roles and kind of what that means for our lives. So she, of course, I'm telling her how I'm feeling going into work every day. I'm pretty insecure. And so one day she just hands me this page from her book, printed out, and I read it and it was centered around the story in Exodus 4, where God calls Moses to go speak to the Israelites and speak to Pharaoh. And Moses is instantly like, I am not the guy for this. Like, there's got to be somebody better. And that I, when I read his response, I was like, man, that is exactly kind of what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like there is someone 
better equipped to do what I'm currently doing, right? But then God's response to Moses was also exactly what I needed to hear. He says, who has made man's mouth? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, therefore, go and I will be with your mouth and I will teach you what you shall speak. That really opened my eyes to, okay, I don't need to rely on myself to be effective in this role. I actually can't be effective in this role if I am only relying on myself. I have to submit this show and my words, everything I say to God, lay it down in front of him and trust him to do something with it. God wasn't done. Christina James kind of had a hand in this as well. And I don't think I've ever told her this. And I think this was this was probably right after she came on air. So this was summer of 2020. She sent me a little voice text. Does she ever do that to you? She doesn't like <laughs> she doesn't like to write something out if she has something to say. She'll like send a little voice memo. But she was like, yeah, Molly, I just wanted to encourage you. How incredibly wise you are. You have this gift with words and how you see scripture and life and, and able to convey that um, through the, the moments you have on air and what you write up with Molly's Minute. It really is profound. It's just like, wow, you know, being able to articulate. He didn't put anybody else on the afternoon show with Jack. He put you there and he's working through you. Like, I just hope that you know that. And I literally like I got that. I think it was on a Saturday morning and I just broke down in tears because that was exactly what I needed to hear. And she didn't even know that I hadn't shared any of what I was feeling with her. And yet she knew. And she knew exactly how to encourage me. Molly began to see her role from a different perspective. I started realizing that the most important thing that I could share was God. The most important thing, the thing that I needed to point to was Jesus. This change in perspective affected everything Molly was doing, including a popular feature she started soon after joining Jack on the afternoon show. It's 60 seconds of encouragement. It's a little segment that I do on the Jack and Molly show every day. And it started as it was Jack's idea. It was in his mind a way for people to become more familiar with me and for me to have my own space on the show every day. It comes out of my own time just spent in God's word and in prayer. And sometimes he'll he'll point something out to me. He'll instruct me. He'll show me something about himself. And I use that little piece of scripture, that story in there, hoping that I can help other people to learn about him too and, and invite him into their daily lives. After her deep struggle with the confidence she was exactly where God positioned her and feeling often like an imposter, Molly had a moment of her own at a station event where she met a young listener. I still remember the little boy's name. His name was William. He was 11 years old. And he came up to me with his mom and he said, Molly, I love your Molly Minutes. I love those devotionals that you do. They're so encouraging. And I just thought, oh my goodness. 
remembering being that little girl in the car who was hearing about Jesus through these speakers. And that was where I was like, I might cry a little bit because I was like, oh man, like I used to be encouraged by the station as a kid and to encourage kids, I was like, oh man, I must be doing something right. God must be using me. A preview of our next episode and one more chapter in Molly's story before we end this episode. Long Story Short is a production of Brighter Media Group. John Lawhon is the executive producer. Thanks also to Todd Gaddy and Caroline Burke for helping with this episode. Next time on Long Story Short. My chest was tight. I didn't feel like I could breathe. My heart was racing. I was sweaty. And I looked at my husband, Joel. I was driving the car. I was like, I feel like I'm about to have a heart attack. He was like, okay, something is wrong. We're driving in a car. This could be really bad. How do you make hope louder for others when your story includes intense anxiety? That's the story in our next episode. If Long Story Short is making hope louder for you, would you consider leaving a five-star rating and review so others who discover the podcast might take the next step to listen? Your review could be the invitation just when they need to hear about the hope of Jesus. Before we end, there's one additional chapter in a story that is still being written. Molly Chambers has been on air since 2019. She's no longer the inexperienced radio novice. In fact, her responsibilities continue to grow. Since January of 2022, I've also been the music director here at the station. I was involved before that in the music selection process. John Lawhon would invite me in and and play me some music and ask me what I thought about the songs. But I became the music director in the official capacity in January. I talk to record labels. They tell me about the new songs that our awesome artists have coming out. And I listen to the music and tell John what I think. And every week we pick a new song to come onto the station and we kind of tweak our playlist a little bit to make sure that our listeners are hearing the songs that they love. Thanks for listening. Let's reconnect next time for Long Story Short, Season 5, Episode 7.